Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. Welcome along to the programme. It's Rob Riles wishing you a very, very warm welcome to the programme if it's your first time. Welcome along if it's uh, somebody who's listening to who's uh, one of our regular listeners throughout the world, then um, again, welcome along and thanks for subscribing to Leader, Manager, Coach. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today, well, just to give you a little bit of background and a picture, as I record this, it's still in the time of the social distancing, I am in the UK, and the uh, the pandemic is, is still with us, and all the restrictions, although they're constantly being talked about and constantly being reviewed and um, we're getting political and media statements as often as you blink your eyes about the thing and we are still in that situation and really what I I suspect because this is going to be a little bit of a free-flowing podcast and a little bit of a free-flowing communication because that's how I felt it needed to be and during this time, I've been working really just to give you a little bit of pictures um, for you folks in the community, leader, manager, coach, who follow this in your sport, your football, your coaching, your management, your leadership, and uh, your businesses even. I've been working really, really hard and really focused on getting the app, the leader, manager, coach app, which is going to be out real shortly, getting that done. And you know, how many times do we embark upon a program? or embark upon something whether that's a degree or it's an education course or it's a commitment to something it might even be a planning exercise or we're going to do a renovation project or we're going to do this session it can be anything that's in your life or your niche and the lesson is that it takes 10 times as long to do it as you thought it would in the first place it takes 20 times as much energy it takes more focus and makes you grow into something and find things out and spend more time and and almost wear yourself to the bone sometimes depending on what type of project it is and how committed you are to it i don't know how many times you've been through that but that's what doing the app and creating the app has been like the first the first thought processes around an app occurred almost two years ago and if you'd have said to me what's how long is it going to take i'd have probably said it would be a matter of months and that would certainly be less than a year but here we are uh, well over a year in fact probably 18 months into it and um, it's just coming to fruition it is going to be fantastic by the way it's something i'm really really proud of and um 
it's something that's going to be available so you know and then that's going to form part of a, just a couple of the things that I'll talk about on the podcast today because on that score what I want to say is well, all the content that's created and all the content that's collected from the ancient wisdom that, that we talk about to the modern philosophies to the thought processes of the great leaders in our industry to the great coaches the great managers the people we admire all the modern things that we talk about as well as all the the stoic philosophies and, and the great writers and the great historians and all the lessons from history and the things we bring to the fore and, and how we mix those up in leader manager coach which is obviously as I say, it's it's certainly for football, it's certainly for sport, and more importantly, and above and beyond, it is for life. Because, as we probably said, or as we did say, and if it wasn't in the first episode, it would have been in, in the preamble to that, and the first few episodes, that the principles of success, the principles that guide good living and being the best we can, are transcendent of, of any niche and whether you go into sport into business into family into relationships into finances the principles of life will follow all the way through so the things you get from leader manager coach hopefully you can take forward and you like the way we do it and you know i started this project out as a means of getting all the information out there of of I am a passionate reader, I don't mind saying that, I'm a, and I'm a passionate studier of philosophy and things that have gone on before and great people that have gone on before and I like to know all these things and I wanted to pass them on in addition to all of the wonderful experiences of life that I've been gifted with, particularly in my sporting life as a, a, a professional in, in, in professional football. I wanted to bring those forward and share those and, and for this to be a platform to do that. And I had no idea how many people would be interested. Uh, I hoped many, many, many people would be. And it seems to be that way, which is a great blessing. But, you know, I do it because I want to share it. And um, if it reaches thousands and thousands and thousands of people and becomes something that, um, you know, affects lives positively, everywhere then absolutely fantastic but if not i'm just sharing it anyway because i think it needs to be shared so that's kind of the little bit of a story behind leader manager coach if you didn't know that already but um obviously all the stuff's gonna gonna be consolidated onto the app and you can just click on the app and, and everything you need on there whether it's the podcast whether it's the articles whether it's the videos or whether it's more more in-depth study and education um, you, you'll be able to access that on the app too we've got some exciting things coming out like a project called dominate uh, dominate your game and we've got leadership courses based around some of the philosophy that we've been talking about but that'll all be available on the app so you can check that out in your own time and i'll certainly let you know when that's what's coming so what uh, what we're going to talk about this week well this week i listened to the first time to a podcast because i do listen to other podcasts uh, by an American lady called uh, Brené Brown and some of you may have heard of Brené Brown um, she's a forceful lady she's a, a business consultant she's um, I call her a psychologist she's much more than that and her podcast which is a relatively new podcast I didn't know when I first came across it but she's only just started and she talks eloquently on there about many subjects and um, she's an author and she's a speaker 
and she is well worth checking out. She really does understand human beings and she understands psyche and she understands personality and she is full of of great wisdom and she is somebody that's really worth listening to. But as I was listening to her podcast, one of the things she reminded me of is vulnerability. And I just wanted to touch on that because I think this particular time during this pandemic, if I can talk about it in that way, I try not to, to get too, too, you know, too emotionally involved in that because it's, it's a time that's really difficult for a lot of people. And I hold my hand up and say, that I've found it extremely difficult and at right at this moment as I'm recording this. I am fine. I am really struggling with, with a number of things um, because, and I think a lot of people are. And just to share that and, and just to be vulnerable, if you like, to, um, to make sure I'm walking the walk. This is a difficult thing because as, a, as, a, as I suppose as an archetypical male, sharing things and being honest and open about feelings has not always been the easiest thing for me and if we take what the world says and we take what the psychological literature says and history that um, the male species in the human race is not as good as that at that as as the the female part of the the human race now that seems to be true and hence maybe that's one of the terrible and tragic reasons that there are more far more male suicides particularly amongst young men uh, tragedy 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 um, but maybe that's that's linked to that so yes I am in lockdown yes I am doing social distancing and since so, so you've got the background story so you've got the picture um, I came back from, I was in Bangladesh uh, for, a, for a, a year before um, I had to came back to the UK when the, when the football shut down because of the pandemic and so on and came back to the UK and one of the things I look forward to most of all when I'm away or the thing I should say, the thing that I look forward to most of all is reconnecting with my children and as a parent you will if you are a parent you will completely empathize and you will understand that there is this love and this bond between parents and children and as a dad you know i'm lucky enough to be blessed with three amazingly healthy human beings who uh, you know, my children have been gifted with them and um, had the good fortune and all the challenges that go along with that of being a parent and bringing them into the world and hopefully bringing them up to be, you know, respectful and good young people. And one of the things I look forward to, as I say, is to reconnect with them. And I am a touchy-feely kind of person. I'm, I'm kinesthetic, I'm tactile and hugging and loving my uh, kids, as I call them after not seeing them for many months is the thing that I look forward to more than anything else looking into their eyes talking to them about how life's going for them connecting with them properly and, and just spending time that you spend with your loved ones and um, you know being physical with your family members and hugging them and giving them hugs and kisses and, and loving them and uh, you know it, it has physiological responses that's why you know 
babies need so much that that maternal touch or that paternal touch where they're held and they're hugged and they're they feel that love it creates physiological responses and hormonal responses in the body that's why the, the physical contact between human beings and animals is, is so important it releases oxytocin and many other hormones in the body that make us feel good and relax us and drop our blood pressure and so on and so on and so on and you know these are all the, the physical reasons behind why physical touch and contact is is so powerful and when it's denied and when it's taken away and when it's not available how damaging and how painful and how disruptive it can be and and this pandemic has really brought that home to me personally and i don't mind holding my hand up and say that i've been brought to tears on more than one occasion in fact considerably more on more than one occasion because yes i am following the the guidelines and and i am uh, social distancing and i am maintaining the, the the guidance rules and regulations that we're supposed to do and not mixed households and all that kind of thing and that means that i'm not able to hug my kids just like millions of other people and all the members of my family but particularly my, my kids that uh, mean the, the physical contact with them that means so much and obviously I was in Bangladesh, so it's months, and I was looking forward to coming home. And as soon as I came home, obviously the pandemic and the, and the lockdown came on. And because they've grown up, they're they're the young adults. They've got their their own lives. We're in separate households, so um, I've not been able to do that. And I don't mind saying that I'm really, really struggling with that. It's a big thing for me, and I'm wrestling with it right now. And I think that. You know as millions of people are grandparents and, and so on um, there are people who obviously live together in their in their own households who have got that facility to do that um, and obviously there are people who are struggling with with other things they live together and they may be in you know other people going off the subject their challenges may be that they're in relationships that are bordering on abusive or are abusive and, and cannot get away from that as they normally do or cannot get the space that they normally have so people have different and various challenges during this this time people have obviously got economic challenges as well so i'm not unaware of that i'm just sharing um own vulnerability with with how it's affecting me personally and um, i'm sure you've got your own story and I think sometimes it's compounded and we're all human beings and it's compounded by the fact here in the UK, the government have started to lift restrictions and it's plainly obvious. It's plainly obvious from media and just listening. And even, I haven't seen it in members of my own family that um, people have decided to, for whatever reason, for their own ends, because that's what they've decided to bend the rules to flout the rules to ignore the guidance and to mix households and to meet people and to engage in you know the the or ignore the social distancing rules and when some people are doing it and other people are not it's it, it's a challenge because the curve if you like that that curve of infection will just be lengthened and it will be longer before we are able to return to whatever normal is because people 
who flout the rules will increase the risk of infection. And it's particularly as just going back off the subject, the, the world of football is essentially apart from obviously now at this particular moment in time, the, the, the English Premier League is, is getting back getting back going again just starting the competitive games haven't come into to being just as we speak but they're back training in in specific ways but football's basically come to a standstill as as expected and as it should do as well when it's necessary so during this time i've um, utilized a skill set that i've got and been working in a rehabilitation setting in a health setting with some some vulnerable adults which obviously involves considerable changes and PPE and gloves and masks and gowns to prevent infection and very, very strict guidance on how you interact with people and how social distancing works within rehabilitation and healthcare settings uh, with people who are vulnerable and with the increased risk of COVID-19. And when you spend 10, 11, 12 hours a day working in that environment, and changing gloves, gloves and changing gowns and, and, and constantly washing and, and being fitted for PPE and getting changed and coming home and constantly being having a life or a lifestyle at that particular moment in time that is totally restricted and totally guided and totally fenced, if you like, by the PPE guidelines and then you know very well by the media and by people talking to you and what you see that other people just flout it and just ignore it and say well I'm not doing that because because I want it, it, it I don't mind saying that personally I find that really hard to deal with because it's like you the curve will be lengthened and it will take longer to come out of it because certain people are just being selfish and saying well I'm going to do this anyway and um, that is what personally I don't mind saying I've been struggling with right now. Uh, I don't mind admitting, I don't mind saying that it's really difficult for everybody, particularly if you do live on your own. And I actually feel that there's a group of people, as there always will be, you know, the government have done their best financially to support people and these are unknown times and the scientists are doing the best and the politicians are doing the best and everybody's doing the best. I do think that actually we're, we're rather too politically and economically driven in this country and I think that they started off with all the great the great ideas about what we were going to do in the first stage of lockdown and I think in hindsight and it is in hindsight and um, easy to criticise isn't it easy to criticise it reminds me of the great poem it's not the critic who counts um, and I need to do a, a podcast on that because it's such a powerful piece of writing but anyway I digress Yes, I think we have gone away from the scientific and the, the people who really know and let them guide. And we've gone too far in the current weeks with the restrictions being lifted. And it's almost like so many people have now just decided that that's it. It's OK. You can social distance if you want to, but it's not that important. That is the message that is is and has come across. And when you're really doing your best to strictly adhere to things to prevent infection and your work is along those lines, then it's really, really challenging. And uh, it's painful 
and it makes me angry i don't get angry about many things but this makes me angry and um if you're listening to this and um you know uh, maybe it'll make you think about how you social distance and um are you following the guidelines i don't know it's not for me to tell anybody else what to do but that's how i feel i think many people there is a a group of people in society who are forced because of their illness um, and their vulnerability to be locked away totally if they've got immune systems that um, can't cope with any kind of disease process then there's another group of people who are obviously have just thrown caution to the wind and are no longer adhering to that in marches and rallies and garden parties and, and social things when on the weekend when the weather's good at beaches and holiday parks and, and all that kind of thing and then there's another group of people who are adhering strictly to the regulations and uh, it is really really unfair in my opinion on those people who are strictly adhering as best as possible and are confining themselves and are preventing themselves by their own morality from from doing things that increase the spread the risk of spread of infection when other people are just deciding to well i'll let everybody else do it um but it doesn't include me it includes you it includes everybody and it's painful and it's difficult and it's not nice and it brings home the power and the beauty and the magnificence and the reality of what life is all about we're all different some of us are not touchy-feely tactile kinesthetic people some of us are like big comfort zones around us where you know they've got big personal spaces and they don't engage in hugs and touches and and and, and are quite socially distant anyway everybody's got that particular thing personally i am not one of those people um uh maybe it's i don't know what's maybe it's you know i have um, got a physiotherapy qualification and i was brought up in that kind of environment which is obviously a kinesthetic hands-on profession and um yeah as i said before i'm i'm into you know you know kinesthetic sensation and and and, and um yeah as i say i'm a touchy-feely person and and uh, you know my i don't mind saying that kind of thing in, in a in a way and we're all different but um so yes it's a difficult time and i don't mind saying that but um hopefully as as, uh, as things move on things will get better but i do hope that the powers that be will take lesson and understand the damage and the mental consequences and the difficulties that grandparents and parents and people who live on their own are 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 suffering and and, and are going through because of this I, I do think there's a lack and maybe it's just a lack of acknowledgement but i do think there's a gap and there's a lack in the understanding of the consequences of this social distancing i mean i'm seeing in supermarkets it's like in the the brief times that i do enter into a supermarket it's almost like that they're getting stricter now are they getting stricter to make sure that they make people feel comfortable because it's almost like since the lockdown has occurred the the, the restrictions and the way they've set up the supermarkets they're even stricter now so it's almost 
making it more difficult instead of it's not mirroring what the government are saying and um, it makes me angry and um, we need some powerful strong unified leadership and people not leading for their own ends so that they can be at the forefront of the media and say the look look at the me look at the great i am but to do it for the good of people and have an open and a wide view of, of who is being affected and how we can most successfully negotiate this damning period in history and learn some lessons because there are groups of people who are being left out of thought processes uh, at, at the expense of possibly um, economic factors in, in, in my opinion and um, as I say people who live alone who do not have other family members in their household who are separated via households from the people they love and the people they want to be with uh, there are consequences for this lack of touch this lack of ability to be within two meters of people it's um a situation and an issue and uh, it needs to be at the forefront of the decision makers minds and it needs to be at the forefront of the minds of everybody who is uh, who needs to understand that so the sooner we all pull together and the sooner we all decide that we're all going to be in this together for the good of mankind for the good of everybody for the good of all not just for what I want in this particular moment in time uh, the better for everybody um, but hey there we go not sure I was uh, intending to go on to that but um, there it is it's out and um, maybe that's a good thing about this podcast is that uh, at least you know it's honest and it's truthful but uh, yeah on the back of that make sure you tune into Brené Brown and um she, she's really worth listening to and as I say she talks about vulnerability and I've been vulnerable there and I've just said look this is how I've been struggling this is how I am struggling and this is how it's affected me personally and um, I heard a great thing on vulnerability the other day which said be go vulnerable or go home and um, I'm not quite sure that uh, everybody will, will get that but um, go vulnerable or go home um, we're all human beings and one of the most beautiful things about human beings is 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 when you empathize with somebody and we have to open our hearts and i think we have to kind of open our space and be open to attack or be open to criticism and be prepared to be crucified um so i'm sure i've uh, opened myself up to um some comment there from from other people and um if you feel so inclined please let me know uh, on whatever whatever platform you wish to do so so that's that's that and um just on that our on that score one of the things that i've been hearing in, in the last few weeks is and brenny brown mentioned this and she was interviewing a couple of people who were filmmakers and the phrase they use is holding the tension and what they talked about was holding the ability to hold the tension this phrase could could we could do a whole podcast on on this but holding the tension can be applied to to just this coronavirus situation because we we are holding ourselves apart by doing something that's uncomfortable and it's not easy 
and the longer you can hold that tension whilst maintaining your sanity, whilst maintaining your relationships, whilst maintaining your life on an even keel, the better for everybody. And it's holding that tension, which is a phrase that kind of sums up it's like holding an elastic band apart. There's a, there's a power there that's forcing you to let go so that your hand is closing. You know, you put elastic band around two or three of your fingers and hold them out. And how long can you hold that apart? Or how long can you hold a dumbbell up? Or how long can you keep working? Or you can keep driving or keep working or keep doing the same thing. That is holding the tension. And how long can you stay in that relationship when that relationship is difficult and it's painful and you're not getting on and you're at odds with each other and you're arguing and you and you you know you want to run away and you want to almost remove the other person from from the planet and uh, to, to get rid of that tension and you want to give up that's releasing the tension or you want to stop running or you want to stop lifting the weight and you, you want to leave the gym and you don't want to do the extra rep you don't want to do the extra length in the swimming pool you suddenly release the tension or you're doing your yoga practice or you're doing your meditation practice and you you want to stop it you you feel uncomfortable you want to scratch your nose you want to go and sit down you want to take an hour off work, you want to do this, you want to release the tension. I think one of the key things in life is how good are we and how well we can maintain that tension and we keep, can keep holding that tension, again, whilst negotiating the world successfully. Maybe life itself is could be summarised as... the. the the physical reality of holding the tension. You know, in a game of football, you ask the players to hold that tension for 45 minutes. As a subset of that, you ask them to do a 13 second run or a, a five second intense press or a six second intense press. Can they continue to do that? And then can they do it again and again? So there's these constant subsets of holding the tension of a little bit of a rise and a little bit of a fall. And only when that whistle goes does the player come in and flop down and sit down on the bench in the dressing room. When the tension is released, as it has to be, when we come home and we finish the shift and we fall into bed or we fall, you know, I was going to say we fall into the arms of our loved ones, well, it's yes sometimes and sometimes no um, but I hope you understand it's a great phrase isn't it can you maintain and hold that tension and Brenny Brown was talking about that and it, 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 it was quite a hard day that that was when I listened to that because it made me think and it made me think about relationships in the past when and past relationships of, of my own which have broken down and are no longer in existence as they were um, significant relationships and um, there were times and I, I can go back in my mind when the only course of action or the course of action that had to be followed at that particular time was to let those relationships go and one of the things that you can question quite easily is well, did I hold the tension long enough? Was I prepared to hold the tension long enough? If I'd have had this information, then would I have changed anything? The answers, who knows what the answers are, but holding the tension is something that allows us and brings us to the point where we can think about 
how we deal with situations in life because life will always bring us to that point of you have to be able to hold the tension, to go to work to hold the tension, to, to complete the project, to complete writing the book, to complete finish the podcast episode, to keep talking and to keep relating and to keep building and to keep coming back when it falls down and keep asking the question and keep persevering and keep showing up when it's uncomfortable and make that phone call and make that extra effort and do it again. That is maintaining the tension rather than giving up. It's so easy to give up. And I think some some of us and some people, when they drop out or, or, or go to places that are not pleasing and maybe lose their job and, and, and give up and, and find things too much, they have to let go of that tension. And it's a skill, isn't it, to know how long we can hold it for and then we have to release it for a while and then we can pick the baton up the next day. But we need that eight an hour, eight or nine hours of sleep to be able to do so. You know, and life itself could be, as I say, as I alluded to earlier on when I started this conversation about holding the tension, could be talked about as the whole start of your life from the minute you're born to the to the minute you you know your physical being on this on this earth finishes. Holding the tension, it's a tension from start to finish. There's no tension before, and then when as soon as you conceive, there's a tension, or as soon as you're born, there's a content, there's a there's a tension, until it's all released at that moment that your physical entity uh, passes from from this earthly plane, and within that, there's the daily tensions, and then the lack of and the dropping in tension when you sleep, and then the little tensions when you're in a in a situation, and then the, and the lack of tension when you sit down and have your break. So it's a great concept and a great paradigm and a great model to almost understand yourself and how you need to hold the tension to achieve things and let go of the tension to recover, to rejuvenate and to allow yourself to, 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 to recover. And uh, yeah, so holding the tension and I think it's particularly applicable to this particular situation that we're in and maybe uh, having talked through this and being therapeuticized myself in doing the podcast from a very selfish point of view and airing my views and my thought processes, maybe it's just about uh, myself maintaining that tension uh, a little bit better whilst allowing yourself to um, let the tension go from time to time. We're all human beings and we're not robots. So that's it. That's um, a little bit of vulnerability from me. It's a promotion about Brenny Brown and her podcast. And it's a promotion about the Leader Manager Coach app that's coming out. And it's being open about how this particular pandemic in terms of financial and emotional more than anything else. And uh, it is, is impacting us all and I'm just sharing my own story about how it's impacted me and I do not like this lack of, of ability to be close to people physically and uh, touch people and hug them and love them and you know as I've said to on a podcast the other day, day with Matt Ward um, so much of my coaching is about creating a social environment and being physical with my players and, and holding them and putting my hands on the shoulders and rubbing their hair and, and, and giving them big bear hugs. That, that's kind of 
how I get the best out of people. And uh, it, it's not a great time. But there we go. It's Leader Manager Coach. The app's coming out soon. And um, as I say, well, I'll let you know more about that. But listen, once again, keep going. Keep working your way through this. Be strong. Be the best person you can be. Be a leader. Look, hold tight to the, to the regulations as best you can because it's the quickest way. It's the fairest way. And it's the most unselfish way. And uh, no matter if anybody else does it, we can only be responsible for ourselves. All right. Love you lots, guys. See you later. Bye-bye.